Most of the time, he talks it out with the voices in his head. Other times, he gets an artist to answer his questions, and you get to listen to it here. Welcome to Toad's Tunes. Carly Pierce, how are you too? Good, how are you? I'm, I'm, I am great. I'm sitting here with newly married Carly Pierce. I know, it's weird. Dude, how, how does that like change who you are today? Um, Other I, than the jackets with Carly Rae and the... Oh, I love it. Um... Honestly, I think it just makes me a lot happier yeah. um, in every way. I just feel a lot more um, centered and happy. Do you, there's so many questions I have. When you guys go out on the road and you guys get the opportunity to play together, is that like the pinnacle of your career in a sense to be able to play with your husband? I think so. I think just being able to share the love of country music, the love of being on stage with the person that you love the most. That's kind of how we fell in love was just talking about our backgrounds and we both started singing in bluegrass bands with our um, grandparents kind of cheering us along. So it's, it's very full circle and awesome to be able to share that with him. How did you guys originally meet? Oh gosh. Um, I have known him for years and known who he was and always thought he was super hot, but was never going to speak to him. Um, <laughs> Cause I was too scared. Uh, and we just started playing radio shows together and, um, when I got a record deal and it just kind of, I developed this crush that I couldn't really kick and, uh, had to do what every girl does in 20, I don't know what year it was then, 18 and slide into his DMs. That's how it started. Yeah. How freaking cool is that? (laughs) That's not embarrassing. I mean, that's today's society, right? I didn't know how to, how to talk to him. So he, he would post things about his food and I would comment back and I'd eat that for it. yeah I was like "Ooh, what you making be like oh my god I can't believe I'm doing this cheesy but yes. today's today's world of swipe left and swipe right and the DMs I mean exactly right you never know until you try talk to me about this brand new single that you have mm-hmm. with Lee Bryce how did that come together um I wrote it with Luke Combs and Who's that some <laughs> guy that you know I think he's gonna be all right in country music um I knew I want, I, I love 90s country and I love 90s country duets. Um, Tim and Faith, Reba and Brooks and Dunn, Clint Black and his wife, T- Trisha and Garth. Like those are the songs that I loved. And uh, I knew that I wanted to write one. So we just met up one day and, and started talking and to kind of piggyback off of how I met Michael, I was dating someone for a long time. And, okay. uh, you know, I think when you're in your 20s and you're dating, you maybe sometimes stay in relationships for comfort and you get a little bit, the lines get blurred of, am I actually satisfied and happy in this relationship or am I staying because I'm comfortable and I'm afraid to let go? So he and I were talking about that and um, I knew that I'd hurt someone when I broke up with them and wasn't exactly honest with them in the moment that I fell out of love with them. It was very... Um, long before I told them that we were done. And uh, he totally could relate to that. And I think everybody's been on one side of that or both. And uh, he started playing this groove. And the first verse just fell out of my mouth. And we wrote it so fast. And uh, fast forward, and I knew that I wanted it to be my second single. Um, And he was in the middle of launching all of his stuff. And I just said, look, I know who can sing this song and like do it justice. And I've always been a huge fan of Lee Bryce. Right. And he's like the only artist that I sit on stage with in guitar pools or, or writer's rounds. And I just cry because he just, he has something that I don't feel like anybody else has this just like true emotion. 
So I just asked my manager to call him and see if he would be interested in the song. And three days later, he recorded it. Just like that. It really happened. I feel like it was all very much meant to be. Like, why did Luke and I keep a promise to write on one day that we were both in town? Why did it all seamlessly happen the way that it? I think it was just meant to be? Luke's a pretty genuine dude. We, um, we had him here three years ago, three and a half years ago, and he opened for Corey Smith. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> and uh, I just ran into him a couple years ago at Root, and uh, uh, he remembers us, which mm-hmm. is super neat. I That's just, awesome. Yeah. It, I mean, seeing his career explode, um, I got to meet Ray Fulcher. I don't know if you know Ray. I do. Um, probably one of, my, one of my favorite dudes out there that I've met in the last year. Yeah. Super humble guy um, and obviously can write. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's doing all right too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His um, he posted something about a song that um, he wanted to put out there, and all the downloads he was going to take the money and give it to his sister Taylor oh. for a, a bike. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that post. I didn't. Um, well, we went and bought the bike, Very and cool. we put our Stony stickers on it and Country Ave Radio stickers on it and sent it to her. Oh. I wrote I wrote Ray one day. I'm like, bro, dude, can I just get your sister's address? Don't ask any questions. It's not creepy. I promise. Oh. <laughs> and we sent her the bike. And so she sent us back this video just like, oh, my God. Like, That's you, awesome. Yeah. We love Ray. We love we love your guys' community. Yeah. I, I, I speak at this a lot of this circle of country music. You guys all champion each other. Yeah. Um, It's rare. For sure. I think that, I don't know, I, I think for me, I look around and obviously we're all competitive, but I think we all really love hearing great songs and great singers and it makes me proud to sit in around with people that I'm listening to their songs or listening to their voice and it moves me yeah. um, and I'm genuinely a fan. I think it's kind of neat that um, I was just saying a little bit earlier that I think my favorite thing about this genre of music is how you guys do champion each other mm-hmm. and if one of your friends or a friend of a friend puts out a single and it hits you, you guys just share it. Yeah. It's not a thing where, hey man, I'll give you 10 bucks to post this. You no. guys just kind of do it. Yeah. I mean, why do you think that, I mean, where do you think that stems from other than just the family community you guys have? I mean, I think speaking from my own personal experience, uh, when I'm a fan or something moves me, I want to share it. And also I had so many people in the beginning of my career really try to help promote me. People like Kelsey Ballerini and Maren Morris and um, Lucy Hale uh, just really put out when every little thing came out, they were like, y'all need to hear this song. And I think it all helps. And you want to almost, when somebody does that for you, you want to pay it forward, especially if they're good people and their music's great. What do you think has catapulted you to the level that you're at today? Mm. Other than just being a genuine person. Um, I think it's a big old mixture of right place, right time, right song. Um, Authenticity. I feel like I have a lane that I'm going down that people can identify as genuinely who I am. And uh, I just think I continue to try to push myself and and put out great music and um, make sure that I'm staying true to who I am and not waver that for anybody. You spoke of, um, just before we got on here, you spoke of competition between you and Michael in, in, a, in a sense. Obviously, it's, it's in jest. Yeah. Um, but that has to be a driver in a, in a sense. I mean, um, how is that on a level with one, obviously, a guy and one being a girl and today's country music where women don't get the same notoriety as mm-hmm. the men do? Like, how do you 
do you look at him as, I mean, obviously he's your husband, but do you look at him and obviously you do champion him, but do you look at him as in a different level than you're at? Or do you guys put yourself on the same level or do you guys see music the same when it comes to women versus men? Um, I think that for me, it has been eye-opening to see the challenges that solo male artists have at his level. You know, you have everybody from, gosh, Matt Stell to Russell Dickerson to Michael to Kip Moore all kind of fighting for the same thing and can get lost together. Um, I think it's a little harder to differentiate yourself as a male artist than it is for me, although it's harder to get on the charts. (laughs) Um, But I think there's a lot of, like, beauty in having somebody else to be able to talk through things. Um, I do think he's farther along than me. I do think he's on um, just in a different place than me, but we don't view each other as like he's above me or I'm above him or I'm below him or whatever. But there are things that he's experienced that I'm just now entering into. And um, he's like coming to Stoney's for sure. Like (laughs) having my own tour. Finally, Um, he's done that. And it's nice to be able to talk to him about it and talk about tickets and talk about shows and different things and for me i feel like he really respects me as like a songwriter and a singer and so he comes to me and brings me songs or says hey i have this idea or listen to this song listen to this vocal what do you think um so there are like aspects of both of our careers that i feel like we really um there's like a a mutual level of respect of who we are as artists and as people and we there's not like crazy competition in our house of like I have to beat you on the chart. Um, no, I I, I would have to like hope that. not. That wouldn't be good because yeah. it's not supposed to be a competition. No. I just meant in a sense of, do you guys write together? We never have. Um, I'm sure that we will. We sing a lot together. Yeah. And, uh, Are you guys going to be the next Tim and Faith? I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate. say no. <laughs> I mean, but what I love about them is they have their own identities. And they when they come together, it's something really beautiful and really amazing. But they also know when to separate. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. When when you guys finally get downtime at home, is it out to eat, cook at home? Cook at home. What is the go-to cooking at home? <laughs> Who cooks? Um, I do. He grills though. Okay. So smokes on a he, smoker yes. or grills? He likes his Traeger grill. He does. Um, so I believe he got his from Tim Montana. He did. Okay. Yes, yes. So did I. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I've learned about the Traeger here lately. Amazing. It's awesome. So right now we're kind of like in a steak kick. So he does Traeger and I'll do whatever inside. But we make a lot of boring stuff like turkey and spaghetti squash and grilled chicken and drink a lot of wine. Right. That's fancy, though, isn't it? So fancy. So fancy. I made um, a meatloaf on my Traeger. Really? Not in a pan. Wow. Put it right on there. And it was probably... My girlfriend does not eat meatloaf. Hates it. Hates it. Best thing she ever had. He tells me that he, like, used to make eggs on his Traeger. I could see that. He sits out there. I don't... Like, it always smokes up our garage. And I feel like I have to tell our neighbors all the time because we have a condo a townhome and i'm always like he's not burning the house down but it smells like he's burning the house right. down is he supposed to have a traeger in there um in a I, condo? i'm not sure he pulls it out in the front yard we look like rednecks it's right awesome. there's nothing wrong did did he move into your place you move into his you guys just get one collectively um he ended up selling his place it was just his place was too big yeah. um and he really liked just the i'm in a little bit quieter outside of nashville area um and just for the time being it was honestly i owned my place and it was cheaper for us to live there um when we're literally just 
paying for a storage unit. It's a much. bed. It's a place to come home to. Yeah. Yeah. Store some records and stuff. Exactly. Like that. Uh, what do you guys do like during the holidays? It's going to be your first holiday together as a married couple. I know. So, like, what's the plan? Do you guys tour, or you guys are back home for like Christmas and New Year's? We we both end mid December. We're going pretty far. Um, I think for artists uh, into December, but we uh, spent Christmas with his family last year. So we're actually honeymooning in December, and then going to um. Alabama, where my family is, right. and then we're doing Thanksgiving with his family, and then spending New Year's at home in Nashville. How cool is that? Last year, I think our New Year's ended at ten thirty p.m. My girl got those little dollar ones from Target. Yep, and and I don't drink, so I was like, "That was good. Good night." <laughs> Went to bed. It was cool. I didn't. So last year was our first New Year's together, and I drank too much wine and fell asleep at like 10 30 so michael rang in the new year alone so i have to have like a total redo this year and make it like really good well now it counts you guys are actually married it does count and it's out of the bag and everybody knows yep how, how was the hiding part of all of that uh like when we first started dating yeah. or um <clears throat> i mean i think we wanted to make sure i mean i will tell you and i know this sounds stupid and cliche but like the first night that we hung out, I knew that that was the end. That was for it. Me. I really did. And he would tell you the same thing. But when you're both artists and you know that it's going to like cause a thing, and I've had girlfriends date other artists and it ends messy and it's awkward and they regret letting it out. Sure. When they did. When they didn't know. Totally. Yeah. Um, so we tried to give it a second. I mean, I act like we gave it a really long time. We didn't, but... I think we just decided to do it not as other people have different ways of doing things, but we did not want the only thing that we have done like publicity wise was when we got married. Right. Our engagement was announced just us. It was not a people exclusive dating was not like we didn't want that because it was genuinely real. So I think we've approached every and same thing with our engagement, like made sure that we were when we were ready our teams wanted to jump on it. We wouldn't allow it. And we just wanted it to be like, hey, yes, we both are country artists, but we are real people. Right. And we wanted it to be real. That's pretty cool. So we just try to approach our whole marriage. Our whole relationship is just honestly who we are. As it should be. I think I've caught a couple things. I don't know if it's on his social stuff or yours where you guys just go to the grocery store. And it's kind of like <laughs> people don't understand that um, you guys are regular people, mm -hmm. that you go to Target that you yeah. go to Whole Foods, that you live a normal life. People just assume that because, I mean, we, we tell the story here all the time that nobody has the experience of what Soundcheck is. Right. They have no idea what that is. They yeah. have no idea that they just assume that you fly in on this jet or you drive in <laughs> in this bus and then bam, there it is. Yep. There's the show. There's, they, they, they don't get that side of it all. So with, with technology today and the social network that we have, it gives us the ability to people to really get to know you. I yeah. guess in a good way and in a bad way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I actually recently talked to Trisha Yearwood about this, and she was like, it's such a different game now. You guys, people feel so entitled to knowing where you are at all times, and you have to be accessible to people. And yeah. she was like, it was kind of like the cool thing to be mysterious when we were out. You don't so much have that opportunity anymore because it is an expectation. It's an entitlement of a millennial that says... Where are you? Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you wearing? Totally. Yeah. And I think like for us, we want to not let the social media thing drive us 
so we make it just he's always on his phone like just sharing stuff and it's nothing that we're going okay we have to like post this and do this and it's just not planned where we are yeah it's just very like spur of the moment and yeah now like people know which publics we shop at and they follow us down the aisles and it's It's just weird it's it's weird but you almost just like have to accept that this is your life and saying hello to that person literally makes their life yeah it's okay Absolutely. I would rather you just speak to me and not like take photos of me that I see right there. through the bushes. It's awkward. <laughs> we were just having this conversation about the experience that that people can have, whether it be a meet and greet or whether it be a backstage or a, a pre-show thing that is priceless this day and age, and it goes much further than people think versus what it used to be back in the day. Because now they get to share it. We did a um, a thing here with a guy by the name of Austin Burke, where we did a, um, a, a contest that you got to indoor skydive with him if you won. Wow! And my buddy runs Las Vegas Indoor skydiving here plug and uh um we all went over there and flew and these people uh, still talk about it today yeah like it's organic in that sense that that experience will live with them forever well they want people to be humanized sure we are humans but i think because we're on a stage or we're on tv or we're on the radio people forget that right so it's like nice i enjoy the moments where like people just see that you're normal yeah and i you know there's there's a couple artists that have come through here that have hidden that side of their life and then in the last year have changed their whole philosophy on what social media is because this being a carpet thing is crazy. It's crazy. Look, I mean, it's a piece of freaking carpet mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's a to-do. It's mm-hmm. on your list of to-dos now. For sure. And I've never done it. I feel like I should, though. You should now. Maybe tomorrow I, I'll go do it. You should. <laughs> and you know what? I think they'll be super happy. I learned something about Nashville. I asked this question a lot. Like, when you guys are home... um. Where, where do you guys like? If you're gonna go out and eat dinner one night, like without, like where do you guys go? Like where are your places that you enjoy of Nashville? So people that that are gonna go to Nashville because this day and age everyone goes there. Right. I asked this question because I talked to the Swan Brothers one day and we we're just having this thing. I'm like, dude, what's the best place to eat in Nashville? What's your favorite? And they tell me about Monell's. No, of and course I, they do. <laughs> I, dude, I freaked out because I went in there and I ate. I've been there twice now, and the experience is pretty neat yeah it's, it's in vegas dude it doesn't exist in vegas yeah. that like i look at stuff there and they've got this rack of their desserts just out in the open i'm like in vegas this place would be shut down totally <laughs> totally but you go there and like passing food with people you don't know but the right. experience and i've had people that come back and go dude i listened to that swan brothers interview and we went to monel's oh that's rad so your opportunity so w- to tell what people do to i go. like yeah um, where, what's your go-to there oh gosh i mean i'm like not the greatest person to ask this question because I go, where can I get salmon and kale salad? Um, I really Whole like foods. Burger Up okay. in Nashville. I like a piece. It's like a Lebanese Mediterranean place. Um, I like 210 Jack. I really like the East Nashville side of things. Okay. So I feel like you can't really go wrong. Everything there is good? Everything is Butcher and Bee. Um, there's just like a lot of Marche, Margot. Good restaurants over there. It's perfect. That's what people want to hear. Do you yeah. do you eat pizza? Um, not often. I make like California crust. Cal- what is that? Cali- Calif- that is not California pizza. cauliflower crust. I'm not talking to you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but if not... I was gonna eat pizza in Nashville, um, Desanos. Okay, really I've, I've tried. I've tried Desanos. I've tried oh, Five Points. Like? Oh, Five Points is just too. I feel like I'm gonna like sit on the toilet for three days. Yeah, it does kind of run through you. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that Nashville hot chicken. Yeah, I can't do that either. Dude, great story. So the owner of this place, his name is Chris. Him and I are back. We stay at the Hutton whenever we go there. Okay. Because we always like to hang out down at Winners and Losers. I don't know what they call oh, yeah. Midtown or they call yep, that. Midtown. Um, we always walk by um, 
what's Hattie B's? And there's like 400 people in line all the time. So we're getting ready to fly home. We walk out um, the front door and we see there's nobody in line. So we're like, dude, what the hell? Let's go try it. So we go sit down, we eat it. Horrible decision. Get on a plane. Get on a plane. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. Not good. No, 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 no. Sitting next to him, uh, he just got bubble guts all the time. So he just blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like sitting there going, man, why am I sweating? What is going on? I landed and it just, yeah. Don't. But the chicken was interesting. I mean, it's just, I, I don't understand why people stand there for so long. For- it is a line. I can't, I, I've never seen it not like a line. No matter if it's like 1030 in the morning. Doesn't matter. Or like. Seven o'clock at night. So right next to that place, across the street from the hut, is a burger joint, a cheap, cheap burger joint. I can't remember the name of it right now, but every time I go, my girl makes me stop in there on her way back from wherever we are for the night and get the shake. Um, she just gets Cook a shake. House. Cook house. Yes. <laughs> I was like, wait, which side? Oh, and that drive-through is always popping, dude. There's a guy in there with a gun now. It's a security. Lot. Yeah, it's a lot. I feel like things don't like nothing good happens there after like. 8 p.m. That's scary because we go there probably about like just be careful. 12 or 1. Oh, yeah. be careful. Yeah, we just get a cheeseburger and then run back. She takes three bites of the of the shake and goes to sleep. That's I'm hey, like, She needs a little bit. I get it. <laughs> How do you have sugar before you go to bed? <laughs> I don't, I don't <sighs> get it. Let's talk 2020. What are you, what, what's going on in 2020 with you? Um, I'm releasing my new record. That'll be first. Um, Complete album? Mm-hmm. Okay. Are we putting it out on actual something that tangible? Yeah. Okay. Probably be my last one to do tangible, which is kind of sad. But. So are we going to do vinyl? Um, That's been talked about. I would love to do that because I didn't with my first record. You so should. You should even go back and do it with your first track. You'll probably sell a lot more, too. I uh, would. In, in addition to. Right. Yeah. I That's definitely being talked about. Um, I am on a really amazing tour that I hope is going to be announced in the next couple of weeks that um, I'm just really a big fan of them. Oops. Them. But um, um, really excited about that and going to be busy with that. And that helped us none. <laughs> I know. I feel, That's why I was like, it could be a lot of people. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be, I am so ready to get new music out. I mean, right. and you I, have it all. It's all done. It's it's I've been sitting on it. Right. Um, it's finished. Uh, obviously, it's a an interesting time for me. My producer, Busby, just passed away. Yes. Um, but this is kind of like, I feel like 2020 is like the year of me paying tribute to him this he finished my record 10 days before he was diagnosed so super crazy that i i heard of him before really didn't know much until all these stories come out Mm -hmm. i mean you look at what's going on in country music today with kane brown Mm -hmm. with busby i'm sure there's many more we were on tour with kane uh, um we saw kenny the night before he died sad we um we go way back with kane his first west coast show we ever did was new year's eve here oh um He's such a Four sweetie. years ago, New Year's. Um, and his manager wouldn't, um, told me he's not going to do the countdown at midnight. And I'm like, why would I have him here on New Year's if he's not going to do the countdown? It just doesn't make sense. So they went back and forth. They came out and they're like, well, here's the deal, Toad. If you go up and do it with him, he'll do it. And I went, wait, show, I'd never been on this stage before. That right. was, that was what started it for me going up there and do, doing things was that per- particular night. And it, I was like, uh, 10, <laughs> <He's> <laughs> like, yeah, nine, <laughs> like, well, eight, <laughs> super weird, but it happened. And then, yeah. uh, about a year, year and a half ago, he got a new tour manager, mm-hmm. got a new guitar player. And I got a phone call on a Sunday that asked if he could come in and rehearse here. And oh. so we gave him the house for four days because we used to only be open Thursday, Wednesday, I mean, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So he called on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. We opened the doors. They used our stage Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And on Thursday, they packed their stuff and left mm. and went, went on the road. Super, 
super neat experience. Super sad for him. Yeah, um, I mean, it's a Bob Kingsley died, radio legend. Yeah, oh, um, um, that's the the countdown guy, yeah. right? Yeah, Busby, 43 years old. Um, another guy in the music industry uh, that worked at Universal died. I mean, it's just been like a very weird. So this is, I say all this to say like 2020 for me is like getting to share. It's so amazing that I, Busby is like who changed the game for me. He, sure. He's, he touched a lot of people. He did. Um, but he like changed my life. Um, started working with me when nobody would sign me, wrote my first record with me, wrote every little thing with me. It was like a father figure to me in a lot of ways. And he did this album with you? He did. So what do you, weird to say, what do you do after that? I mean... Um, I don't know. Obviously, I uh, am grateful to have time to figure that out. Um, It's hard. It's kind of like marrying someone. Um, I take it really, really seriously because I've had a lot of producers throughout the 10 years I've been in Nashville that just didn't get it. Um, But I'm grateful to have two records in such an amazing blueprint of like who I am. Right. Um, He pulled it out of you. He did. So uh, it'll be it'll be a process. It's a good thing. You got someone by your side to help you with it, too. Yeah. Which is super neat. Yeah. Um, If you could put together a show at a venue and you get to pick the artists that get to play with you, where would the show be? And who would be on the show with you? Oh, uh, how many people get to be on the show with you? Me? You pick, say five. Let's five? use that number five. Including yeah, myself. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's gonna. Oh, be... you don't get to play. I don't get to play. Okay. <laughs> just <joking. laughs> I just make the show. Um, let's see. It's gonna be at the Ryman or the Grand Ole Opry because that's my favorite. Um, Dolly's gonna be there. Oh wow! We're going big. I mean, if this yeah, is my show, that's come it. on. That's it. Dolly. Um. Faith, Allison Krauss in Union Station, has to be Union Station too, and Jerry Douglas on Dobro. So, everybody. Um, Michael. Where does, wait, hold on, I'm going to go ahead and stop this. Does he play before or after you? He plays before me. If this is my show, we're going <laughs> to, tables have turned. He's playing before me. Um, and let's take someone that, that is upcoming right now that you look at, that, that you want to champion in that sense. I mean, I used to say Runaway June, but now they're rocking. Um, you know who I really like right now is Gabby Barrett. Yeah, she's rad. She's real. That I Hope song, I think she's really, really talented. Um, we just went back to ACM Honors. Lacey, is her name Lacey Cavalier? Cal- yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I've been floored before, but that was one of those moments when I just, I my phone just sweat in my hand and I just mm. went, holy cow. Yeah. Whole nether avenue for her. Yeah. Like, she's like nobody else. Mm-hmm. Um, blew me away. Yeah, she's very pretty too. She's cute. I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> she's a very pretty girl. I don't have one of those things. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I can say that I think after I get one of those things, I'm allowed to say if people are cute or whatever. Yes. Well, uh, thanks for hanging out this afternoon. Um, I wish you the best in 2020. I mean, I, I would. I'm, I can't wait to watch your journey next year. Super neat. We're we're pleased to have you here. Oh, I'm so happy yeah. to be here. Did uh, Michael give you any pointers for coming to Stoney's? He didn't. He was like, "You're going to do an interview with Toad, though." 
That's all he said. I was like, all right. That's it? I knew that. No, he loves this place. I mean. We've had fun with him. He loves it. So I was just happy. I've heard about Stoney's for so long and just happy that I get to be here. Good. We're we're, we're like, love that you're here. And love that you've heard of us. Oh, uh, of course. Everybody's heard of you. Sweet. That's what we like to hear. It's awesome. Tell people how to find you online. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. Uh, Uh At Carly Pierce, I think. I think one of them, one of the social platforms is like at Carly Pierce Music. But the ones that matter, I mean, I'm on Instagram all the time. So That's your thing? At Carly Pierce. Do you run your own Instagram? Yes. No one else gets in no. there? No. 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 Not even Michael? No. That would be scary. I don't know what he would post. He's got way too much blackmail on me. Ah, <laughs> That's the best kind, though. That's oh, the best no. Kind. No. I'd kill him. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Thanks for the time. Thank you. All right, all right. That's the end of this one. Go ahead. Roll credits. Recorded by Toad. Produced by Toad. Booked by Toad. Voiced over by Toad. You know what? Toad would just like to go ahead and take this moment to thank you so that he doesn't have to go back and do his real job. 